This episode of the Mac Daddy Seminar is brought to you by Boots Down South. Summer is officially coming to an end. T-shirts and booty shorts are going back in the closet, and you need to stay looking fresh as the weather gets colder. Look no further than Boots Down South. They're a locally owned company looking to make sure everyone has a fall that they can enjoy comfortably while looking fly at the same time. Head over to bootsdownsouth.com right now. Support for the Mac Daddy Seminar also comes from Manscaped. Manscaped is number one in providing you with grooming tools for your family jewels. Ladies and gentlemen, spooky season is upon us. Halloween is right around the corner. Look, there's going to be parties, there's going to be costume contests, and you want to look fresh, right? You got your costume, you might want to dress up like the new Joker with Joaquin Phoenix, and you're looking good. And then all of a sudden, some girl comes up to you. She's like, hey, let's take this party upstairs. You get up there, you pop your weasel out, and guess what? She looks down and goes, what the fuck is that? You don't need to have that problem. With Manscaped, you can get your twig and berries looking right, okay? With things like the lawnmower 2.0, shave it up, make it look pretty. Then finish it up with the ball wipes. Make it ruminate with a floral essence, okay? Head over to manscaped.com right now and type in promo code MACDADDY20 to get 20% off your first order plus free shipping. Head over to manscaped.com right now. A drink and I'll be down in two shakes of a lamb's tail. Damn, son, where'd you find this? Whatever, we don't give a fuck. The deal is done, and the cake been baked. They need to come on with a drama, whatever they're gonna do. What's cracking, pimps? What is going on? And welcome to episode 13 of the Mac Daddy Seminar. As always, I'm your host, Taylor Dunn. And as you can see, there's a little bit of a different backdrop behind me. You know what that means? We are finally in the new house here in California. That's right. I just moved in a couple of days ago, man. Uh, I moved in on Friday, and I'd been living with a buddy for the past three weeks. If you watched any of the previous episodes, you already know all of this. But the house finally became available to me. And I took it the first day that it did, even though I wasn't going to get my furniture until the next day. So, I slept in an empty house right here in the living room with zero furniture. All I had was the clothes on my back and an air mattress. So, it was a little bit scary. I'm not going to lie to you, okay? You know, it's always scary being in a new house. And not really knowing if it's haunted or possessed by demons or there's a poltergeist going on. You know, I've always been real skeptical about the supernatural. And I've always naturally been scared of anything like that. Anything goes bump in the night, I automatically just... You know? I mean, I'm a grown man. I'm 25 years old. And it never fails. I just, but you know, it was cool. I, I put my air mattress right here in the living room and I blew it up and 
you know, I laid there. The first night, I was tired. I had to go to work that day. And I left the bathroom light on right here. And uh, I slept, and it was cool. But at the same time, I woke up at about 3 o'clock in the morning because I started hearing a noise. Okay? I still don't know what the noise was. But... It just sounded like something knocking. Now I know that new houses, if they haven't been lived in, I don't know if this is a new house. Actually, no, it's not a new house. There was another family living here when we came to look at it, and we were waiting on them to vacate so that we could move in. They had to clean it and all of that stuff, and then we move in, okay? Well, what ended up happening, I'm laying here, I was asleep, you know, and I use that rain sound on my phone. I go on YouTube and I look up uh, rain sounds for sleeping. My wife thinks I'm nuts, but I got to have some type of white noise in the background to fall asleep. I just, I just can't lay there and listen to silence. If I, can, if I can lay there and I can still hear my own heart beating, I'm not going to be able to deal, Okay. If I hear my own heart beating, I can hear the house. And I think that's what it was. I think just because I walked upstairs and come back down, some of those those steps, you know, they weren't used to feeling that pressure of people walking on them for a couple of days. So when I stepped, they, they stayed in place. And then in the middle of the night, they relaxed. And they went, okay? So I wake up scared, but it ended up being nothing, man. And I've lived that way my entire life, you know? I mean, literally, my entire existence, I've thought a ghost is going to get me. And that's not a way to live. I'm here to tell you right now. Because, I mean, when I was growing up and living in the backwoods of Alabama, we lived out in the middle of nowhere. And I watched that movie Signs, and I was afraid aliens were going to get me for a little while. But for the most part, if I watched anything that had anything to do with anything supernatural, I was just sure that a ghost was going to come up in my room. And uh, I always sleep, you know, so I can stare at their most known way to enter the room. Now, some people would say that that's crazy. Like, Taylor, you're a grown-ass man. You have a wife and a child. Why are you afraid of ghosts? And like, look, I don't spend every day, like, covering my house and scriptures and crosses in hopes that, you know, an evil spirit's not going to get me or anything like that. But when it's dark and when I'm alone... And, you know, I hear something bump in the night. I don't automatically assume, oh, that was probably the neighbors. Or maybe that was just the boards in the floor releasing some pressure. Or the ice maker making a sound. That was probably a demon. And uh, it scares me. Freaks me out. Like, I've come in the back door here. I got these, uh, those, like, 1980s shutter shades. They're not shutter shades. You know you know what I'm saying? I would, I would show y'all. I'll, I'll put a picture of it up for the people that are watching uh, the podcast. But um, 
you know, they're the ones that are like real long and they, you know, you use that little, that, that straight stick thing to move them back. And, you know, anytime there's any type of pressure or wind that goes by, it makes those things move and they'll make a sound. They go, right? I've come in and out of the back door like three times and that's happened. And I've literally turned around ready to throw hands. Like it happened just the other day. I went to the grocery store and when I came back, I shut the door and it went, and I turned around like the fuck, you know, real quick. And it scared the shit out of me. And, uh, you know, it was just the blinds. So I've always been real skittish. So I don't know what did it to me, man. I think a lot of it just was, I grew up a Jehovah's Witness. I don't know if I've mentioned that ever before on the podcast, but I did. And so pretty much our, you know, bedtime stories where, you know, if you watch Harry Potter or if you you know, watch the Grinch too much, a demon is going to run up in your house and get you. And that type of stuff, look, I'm going to go ahead and just admit to y'all, I'm sipping on a little bit of holy water, if you know what I'm talking about right now. i got to keep myself safe from these evil spirits. But anyway, so, yeah, that's just how we grew up, you know? I was afraid that if I didn't... Uh, you know, follow the Lord's teachings, and I, you know, exposed myself to the dark arts that I was going to get got by a poltergeist or something of that nature. And it never really left me, you know? Like, I, I talk to my wife about it all the time. Like, we'll watch a movie, and, uh, you know, we'll watch something like insidious or paranormal activity and we'll sit there and we'll watch a movie like that and then you know this is why I love my wife she'll look at me and be like what would you do if something like this was happening to us I was like what do you mean what would you do if our house was haunted I'm gonna tell you what I would do okay I wouldn't be getting a lot of sleep. I wouldn't be going to work. I don't know how in these movies, like you watch them and you always see these families that they'll deny it up until like the last 20 minutes of the movie. They, oh no, it was nothing. They're seeing shit, you know? Kids running out in black and white clothes from the 1920s. They're running out of corners and dancing to spooky ass music and shit. And they're just like, oh, I, 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 I must have been hallucinating. It must be very hot in here. I don't, there's no way I saw anything. And guess what? The last 20 minutes of the movie, you spend 30 minutes in the upside down looking for your son's soul with a bunch of spirits running around. You know? Like, how did you, like, I almost moved because the air conditioner cut on the other day. I was like, oh, this ain't the house for me. It's haunted. I don't mess with anything like that, man. Any type of anything that can't be explained. Nope. Not going to deal with it. Oh, that's somebody else's problem. Come on. But this is a seven-bedroom house, and the rent's only $1,000 a month. Nope, nope. 
Sorry. There's a reason it's so low. 17 people have died here. Sorry. It's like, I, look, I talked about this on the very first episode of the Mac Daddy Seminar, the, the Haunting of Hill House. That family, they were a big family, yeah, but they were living in a mansion, and they were like, oh my gosh, the prices are so low. You know why they're so low? Because everybody that fucking lives here either dies or goes fucking crazy. Every single one of them. Oh, well, I'm looking in the bulletin board. I'm looking right here. Oh, there's a 10-bedroom uh, house. It's got a jacuzzi. It's got an Olympic-sized swimming pool in the backyard, a tennis court, a basketball court. Oh, and 97 people have died here. All right, well, I'm going to keep looking. Come on, man. I'm, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. But yeah, other than just like a couple of bumps in the night, nothing has really gone on. I hope that by talking about it like this, something doesn't happen. I that's that's the way my mind has been programmed, okay? I grew up thinking if you even speak about these things, something might happen to you. Think about that, but being 11 years old. You know? Think about it. So I'm gonna stay drinking this holy water, man. You gotta keep it in your body at all times. Remember, y'all, I was just thinking about this a few seconds ago. You remember what? What was it called? Geeking? Or gleeting? Where people would like do their tongue up like that and they would spit? Like, I don't know if I just did it. You're not going to be able to see this if you're just listening to the podcast. But I remember, like, somebody started that when I was, like, 11 years old, 12 years old. Somebody started doing it on the bus where they would just... Oh, I just did it that time. I don't know if y'all saw it or not. But you just... It's like something under your tongue skeets out a little bit of spit. And that's what I'm doing. Like, if a ghost comes up on me, I've been sipping this holy water, and I, I geet on him, and, <laughs> and uh, yeah, he evaporates, you know? He melts. If you want to know how to make holy water, what you do is you get you a little bit of Tito's vodka, you mix in a little bit of pineapple juice, a little bit of cranberry juice, and a little bit of Sprite. The fuck out of here, man. That shit is delicious. They call without the Sprite, they call it a WeHo Breeze at the comedy store in LA, and I loved it. And I was like, you know what would make this even just a little bit better? If I put some Sprite in there. And it is. I've been drinking them all day long. Not all day long. I just started, but I don't want y'all to get like a common misconception thinking, oh, I'm some type of alcoholic or something like that. You know, I I I enjoy a drink, you know. I do. There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with people that occasionally like to smoke weed. You know, I'm not one of those people. I can't because of my, you know, my job. But, you know, whatever, if you, whatever you like to do, as long as it's not like crystal meth or, you know, doing crack or anything like that, you know, if you like to do that every time and again, you know, and I never hurt anybody. Just, just every once in a while. But yeah, man. I remember growing up, 
we would, every so often, I would watch a scary movie. I'd be like, you know what, I'm going to be brave. And I'm going to watch this scary movie. And I would watch it. Do y'all hear that? I just heard something. I'm pretty sure it's the neighbors cutting their water on or something, but... It's stuff like that. It's just those little bitty noises. It'd be scaring the hell out of me, man. I'm like, what the fuck? But anyway, I watched, uh... What did I watch? I think I watched the first Paranormal Activity movie, and I was like 15 years old, okay? I was hanging out with some girls. I went over to some girl's house, and her friend liked me, and, you know, we're, like, sitting there, and we're hanging out, we're making out, and it's, you know, all fine and dandy, but I'm watching this movie, and I'm scared. I'm 15 years old. I'm supposed to be, you know, like, I'm making out with this girl, we're having a good time, Everything's just fine and dandy, and then all of a sudden, you know, I'm too afraid to go back to my house at 15 years old. Now, fast forward 10 years later, I'm married, and I have a daughter, and if I watch something like what a, Annabelle, I'm not afraid of Annabelle, man. Fuck that doll. For real. That's how I feel about it, you know? Just just go burn it, you know? That always happens. Every time Halloween rolls around, they want to put out 95 different scary movies. And I'm telling you, man, all of these scary movies they put out, most of them are terrible. Most of them's like, you can just tell. Oh, I'm just trying to make a little bit of money. But... Sometimes they put out one and I was like, that shit was scary as fuck. Like I went and saw, I told y'all about it, I went and saw the new It. And I liked it. But the people would not shut the fuck up the entire time. The movie was good. It wasn't as good as the first one. But it was good. It wasn't as scary as the first one. I, I had really low expectations for the first remake of It. And I feel like my expectations were so high for the second one, that's why I didn't enjoy it as much. And the fact that people behind me wouldn't shut the hell up talking. Speaking of movies, Friday, this coming Friday, I'm, I'm making this on Sunday the... Shit, I don't even know what day it is. Either way, I'm, I'm recording it on Sunday night. The 29th. This coming Friday, the new Joker movie is going to release, okay? I really want to go see it. I'm so excited for this movie. It looks fantastic. I fell in love with Heath Ledger's Joker. And I want to see how well Joaquin Phoenix, he puts his own spin on it. And it looks really good. Everybody's been raving about this movie for it feels like over a year and we're right here at the cusp of this movie coming out and there are people who are afraid that somebody might watch this movie and try something violent now is that possibility something that might actually happen yes I'm not look 
I, I get it. I understand the times that we live in. You know, however, if you're putting out a warning at movie theaters that, hey, somebody might see this movie as an invitation to, you know, do a mass shooting or something like that, Don't you think that kind of puts the idea in the head of somebody that was thinking about doing a mass shooting anyway? Like, in my world, you know, I mean, Dave Chappelle even talked about this in his latest special where he talks about, you know, everybody prepping and getting, like, they're teaching active shooter drills in school. Like, aren't you teaching the shooter as well? Well, I could go more into depth about it, but I mean, honestly, it just it's kicking a dead horse, man. Nobody knows when this type of stuff is going to happen, and if your whole marketing campaign at your movie theater is, look, this movie may cause people to act violent, I mean, they said Joaquin Phoenix stormed out of an interview because they were asking him, like, do you feel like this movie is going to invoke violence in people and they're already talking about like oh well maybe we shouldn't show this movie at all this movie is going to convince people that anarchy is the way and that they should you know do mass violence on the innocent people and it's like or you know there's just a lot of people like me that want to go see Joaquin Phoenix as the Joker I feel like the majority of people want to go see some shit like that. You know, I, I really do. I'm really excited for the movie. It looks really good. I hope I'm not let down. You know? I mean, I'm here in California. This is like one of the least gun-friendly states in the United States. I feel like I'm at much higher risk to be involved in a shooting here in a big city versus in Alabama or in Mississippi, you know? But yeah, I'm not going to not go see a movie. It's ridiculous, man. People will try, like, anytime anything big is going on, they want to stir it up into something and make it a news story. I, like, that's why I don't even watch the news anymore. Just because it's... It's the whole... Look, I'm not trying to get all serious on y'all or anything... But the whole purpose of the news is to scare people into doing certain things. Oh, there's a hurricane coming. There's a terrible hurricane on its way. And then I'd say one out of every five hurricanes that they blow up on the news actually does any damage. I mean... I remember there was this hurricane. I don't. I don't even remember the name of it, but I uh, it might have been like Michael or something. I don't know. But they were talking about this hurricane for days while we were in Mississippi. I mean, everybody needs to get ready. There's going to be a hurricane hit the coast this weekend, and you know what happened? Nothing. Literally, the wind blew for a minute. People were at the store buying water filling up on gas. And I get it, you know, the coast was hit by a terrible hurricane a couple of years ago, Hurricane Katrina. But 
I feel like the news just made me go out and spend hundreds of dollars on useless shit. Prepping for a hurricane. You can't predict a hurricane. You know? You can get ready for one, but look, I'm not I'm not gonna go into all that. It's whatever. I started talking about ghosts and shit, then I started talking about the new Joker movie, and now I'm talking about hurricanes. But this is how this podcast goes. This is the Mac Daddy seminar, okay? This is how it is. We sit here, we talk some shit, you spend your week, I spend my week, and then we meet up again, and we talk some more shit. That's what happens. Had somebody be like, why don't you talk more politics on your podcast? Get the fuck out. No. No. You want to learn some politics, go watch CNN or Fox News. But you ain't going to get no politics here. Okay? That's it. Period. I'm just a white guy in a tie-dye shirt talking some shit, drinking a little bit of holy water. Okay? So if you're coming to me wanting to know how I feel about the abortion ban, I don't care. Okay? Whatever, man. Also, a lot of people have been hitting me up asking me, when am I going to do some stand-up here in California? And the answer is, very soon. Okay? I'm sorry that I haven't released any dates, or I haven't done any shows since I've been here. I've just been concentrated on getting my house put together, starting back work... Getting into the groove of things. I don't want to overcomplicate it by doing stand-up. I mean, at the end of the day, look. At the end of the day, I'm still a father. I'm still a husband. I still am an employee of a business that I will not mention on this podcast because it has gone poorly for me in the past. So, just know I went to work. And also, I like to do stand-up comedy, and I like to do this podcast, okay? Now, the whole focus that I've been doing since I got here, and this is just to answer, I got two messages from people asking about this. When are you going to do more stand-up? How come you haven't been doing stand-up since you moved to California? Short answer is, I've just been trying to get my house put together for my family so they are comfortable when they get here. Because this is a very vast difference than what my family is used to. My wife and I were always raised in the South. She is very, very, very family-oriented. And I wanted her to be comfortable living so far away. Now, I've had the opportunity to live in a lot of places all over the world. So I'm not as, and I'm not being mean when I say this, but I'm not as connected with my family as she is. Yes, I love my mom, and I love my stepdad, and I love my brothers and sisters, but I'm not as, I'm more independent, is what I'm trying to say. So I've just been trying to get the house together, get it ready, so that when she gets here, she feels more comfortable. That's all I've been trying to do. That's been my focus. I've been going to work, and I've just been kind of exploring, man. You know? I just got out here to California. Look, all jokes aside, 
there are shows coming, okay? I've been working them out. I've been getting the material ready. You will know when... By the next episode, I will let you know when some shows are coming up. How about that? Is that is that good? God, why do you even listen to this? I mean, I know there's not a lot of you. There's starting to be more. I gotta admit, something's something's clicking. You know, but I appreciate those of you that listen. Look, I look. That's enough holy water for now. Okay, I'm blessed. Okay. And I've been going almost 30 minutes already, and I've just been, I haven't, I've literally talked about two things that I have written down here on this note card. But that's what this is about! We're just, we're just shooting the shit! We're on a smoke break! We're, we're working at a restaurant, we're like, man, I'm not doing any more of these wing orders, dog. And we just go out back, and we smoke a cigarette, and it's like, shit, that's what we're doing! We're chilling! We're hanging out! So yeah, stand-up dates are coming, man. There's a lot of places here to do stand-up, too. Like, within 20 minutes of where I live, there are four comedy clubs. There's a comedy store here in San Diego. I'm gonna have to, I mean, I'm a little bit, I'm, look, I'm a little bit intimidated. Just because... I mean, this is stuff that I've looked at my entire life. Like, this was the holy land. For stand-up comedians, for actors, all these different things. Excuse me. I've always looked at California like this was the place that I needed to be. And now I'm here. So it's a little bit surreal, you know? So, yeah. It, to touch back on a point that I talked about previously... Don't be afraid to go see a movie because you're afraid somebody's going to shoot it up. Go enjoy yourself. Go watch this movie. Let me know what you think. I'm going to say what I think about it. There, were t there are two movies for this year that no matter what, I knew I was going to see. The first one was that Quentin Tarantino movie, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, which I loved, and I posted a full review of that. And I wanted to go see this Joker movie. My wife wants to go see... My, my wife didn't care to see the new Quentin Tarantino movie. I thought something was wrong with her. I was like, did you, did you do some air duster this morning? But, you know, it's just not her cup of tea, man. But she does want to go see this Joker movie. And I'm excited. We're going to go see it together. And I hope she likes it because I know I'm going to. So, yeah. Don't be afraid to go to the movies, man. You can literally... I mean, the way, because my wife's always nervous about that type of stuff, and to be honest with you, I get a little bit nervous about it too. The way I look at things, it's like, look, you can die in a car accident on the way to the movie theater. Are you, is that going to keep you from going places? I get nervous driving the car, man. Especially here with all this high traffic. It gets wild sometimes. Anyway, look, enough of the silliness let's talk the realness let's talk about college football week five 
First and foremost, let's talk about Alabama's blowout win over Ole Miss. Okay, you know what? I'll admit it. Alabama looks great. With that being said, I want... The reason I talked... Look, I had a lot of flack about this comment last week. The reason I said you haven't played anybody, I want to really see your team be tested against a hardened opponent. And to be honest with you, the only team that looks like it is going to even maybe be in the conversation with you at this point is LSU and Auburn. That's it. And that's not being me being biased as an Auburn fan. Auburn is doing fairly well this season. I think we can all admit that. Okay? So Alabama looked great against Ole Miss. Okay? For a minute there, Ole Miss was in the lead, and then Alabama just blew him out of the water. What's his name? Smith. I think he got like five receiving touchdowns. That's outrageous. Okay? So enough about Alabama. I'm going to write these down just so I make sure I don't talk about the team, same teams over and over again. By the way, Tua broke the University of Alabama record for most touchdowns in his career. He has like 86 touchdowns, and he threw like seven touchdowns and had one rushing touchdown just on Saturday against Ole Miss. So Alabama looks good. Also, the AP poll just came out. Like I said, it is Sunday night. Alabama has moved up to number one above my next uh, spot for criticism. Now number two is Clemson. I didn't watch this game. I just caught the highlights. However, Clemson barely pulls away a win from the North Carolina Tar Heels. We're talking about the defending national champion. And they barely, they won by one point. And it was just because North Carolina went for a two-point conversion right at the end of the game. Look, they shouldn't have done that. I get it. They were in the moment. And if they got it, they would have been geniuses. So I can't really hold it against them, but at the same time, if that was me, if I was holding sticks playing the PlayStation, I'd have kicked that field goal. We would have sent it into overtime. And then that makes, even if you lose, that makes Clemson look even worse because now you're in overtime with an unranked opponent. Clemson, uh... Lost a lot of people's respect on Saturday. Clemson is going to be like this year's Notre Dame for what Notre Dame was last year. They get into the playoff because they don't play anyone. And I know I've said that about Alabama, but they don't play anyone. Alabama at least has to play a couple of top ten opponents. They, I think they play like three. Clemson does not play anyone in their regular season. So they pretty much cakewalk their way into the playoff, and they end up losing by 20 points like Notre Dame did last year. Notre Dame looked really good against Georgia. 
I can't even knock Notre Dame because I thought Georgia was going to go in there and beat the dog shit out of them. And it ended up being a pretty close game. They looked really good. LSU was on a bye week. Georgia was on a bye week. Who am I missing? Either way, let's talk about Auburn. Okay? I'm an Auburn fan, but above that, I'm a fan of college football. First and foremost, okay? Last season, Auburn looked like straight dog ass. They lost to Tennessee. They lost to Mississippi State. They almost lost to Southern Miss. There was a lot of really unnecessary losses. And I kind of turned my back on them. I was like, you know what? I'm not going to watch this shit. You just, I'll, I'll just watch other games. But it's hard to be a fan when you're losing the teams you should not be losing to. You see Alabama over here going to the playoff every single year. And as an Auburn fan, you're like, shit, I want to have fun too. You know? But anyway... Auburn is looking better every single week. You can disagree with me all you want to, but every single week, Bo Nix has improved from the previous week as their starting quarterback. Joey Gatewood has improved from the previous week. I see both of them coming up together in a similar situation that Jalen Hurts and Tua Talagova, Talagova came up. Even though we didn't even know anything about Talagova until the last second in that national championship in 2018. And he came back and won the game. And now he's their starting quarterback. So, to leave this point behind... Auburn completely desecrates Mississippi State, making a statement on them. They play Florida next week. Every one of these games, I get nervous because I'm like, somebody somewhere is going to have to slow us down. And I hope it doesn't happen. I really am praying every game, but I'm going to be honest with you. The big if factor in the SEC right now is LSU. A lot of people are like, well, we're doing all right till we play that LSU game. If Auburn can manage to beat LSU, we are dangerous. We're coming for Georgia. We're coming for Alabama. If I was an Alabama fan, and I'm not being biased, but if I was an Alabama fan and I saw Auburn beat LSU, I would shit my pants. So there's that. Last person I want to talk about for college football, Oklahoma. Oklahoma really hasn't played anybody this season, but they pretty much are a front runner for the the Heisman is going to be between two people. Trevor Lawrence is out because his team is giving a lackluster performance. You cannot be the Heisman winner and barely skip by and beat teams. It's just not going to happen. They'll take away your number one spot. You pretty much have to be a contender for the national championship. You have to be at least in the conversation, even if you don't make it into the Final Four. But Trevor, they're going to lose 
before they get there. I could see Clemson losing to like shit. I don't even know who all they play. Fucking the Citadel. You almost lost to the Tar Heels, Trevor. You beat Alabama last year by a huge margin, and now you can't, you barely beat the North Carolina Tar Heels. You know? But whatever. It, it's whatever. But I still, right now, have Jalen Hurts as a favorite to win the Heisman this year. I feel like he's earned it not only as an athlete, but as a sportsman. I've been saying this for over a year now. I really think that he is Heisman candidate worthy. His numbers aren't as good as Tua Talaglova. I get it. However, I feel like when it comes down to it and somebody needs to score, I feel like Jalen Hurts is the man. Simply because Tua is that great of a quarterback because of his receiving core. He doesn't make a lot of his reads. He just slings the fucking ball out there and somebody catches it. Because everybody out there, they catch a cold in the desert, you know? Whatever, man. Jalen Hurts wins the Heisman. And if Auburn can keep this up, fucking 2020 National Championship. And I said it. I said it! The one thing that I hope that I live to see is Auburn versus Alabama in a national championship game. I know the how rare that is to happen is almost ridiculous, but it is what it is. And look, I'm sorry if I bore you with my talk of college football, but just know it's college football season, and that's what I'm going to be talking about because that's the only sport I give a fuck about. That's it. From the South, man. That's how it be. We ain't got no NFL. I don't give a fuck about what games are being played on Sunday. I don't give a damn about no baseball. I don't give a damn about no soccer. I don't give a damn about no basketball. I don't give a fuck. I don't give I don't even care about the NFL. I'll follow certain players like Baker Mayfield or Antonio Brown, whatever's going on with him. I think you got a job working at Publix or something now, but I'm not a fan of really any other sport besides college football. I'll watch a UFC fight if it's on. You know? But that's about it. College football is it for me, babe. That's it. Uh, one more thing before I go. I am giving away another Mac Daddy Seminar t-shirt, okay? I wore this in my last episode, okay? And I finally have it figured out to where I can send you one and it not be a problem. I can get it to you in like a week. So if you want one, you need to comment under this video. You need to go follow the Mac Daddy Seminar on Instagram. And I'm going to make a post this week and you need to share it. If you've done all three of those things... I'm going to send you one of those t-shirts, okay? And not only am I going to send you one of those t-shirts, but your picture in the shirt saying that you are a Mac Daddy pimp officially. Once I have 
and I, I didn't know if I was going to talk about this, but now I have an area in my house that is going to be the recording area for Mac Daddy's seminar. And once I have it finished, I've been working on it. Once I have it finished, I'm going to put the pictures of my represented Mac Daddy pimps. Pimps and pimpettes, which means that you were handpicked for supporting this podcast, the Mac Daddy Seminar, okay? You were handpicked. And you're going to go right here. And on every episode, you're going to be able to see your face. Like, oh, there I am. You're going to be able to show it to your mom and dad. Oh, look, there I am. You know? So, I think I've about covered everything, man. Once again, uh, I can't say enough how much I appreciate people listening. Like, I'm starting to get a little bit of growth. I'm starting to see it more, especially on the listens. I'm trying to get it the same on the YouTube views, but that's fine. I get it. People, I, I listen to other podcasts while I'm driving down the road. Comment. Send me messages. What what makes the listening experience better for you? You tell me, okay? I just want this podcast to grow. As the more I grow, I want the listeners to help me understand what you would like to see more. Because some of you, I know you're here every week and you listen and I appreciate it and you're going to be the people that get these t-shirts and then I get free tickets to shows. I want you to be there because you've been there for me. Not to get off Saturday and shit. But, uh, yeah. That's about it, man. I think I'm about to go to sleep and hope that a ghost doesn't put its dick in my mouth. And, uh, yeah. I appreciate everybody listening. And I will see you guys next week. This episode of the Mac Daddy Seminar is brought to you by Boots Down South. Summer is officially coming to an end. T-shirts and booty shorts are going back in the closet. And you need to stay looking fresh as the weather gets colder. Look no further than Boots Down South. They're a locally owned company looking to make sure everyone has a fall that they can enjoy comfortably while looking fly at the same time. Head over to bootsdownsouth.com right now. Support for the Mac Daddy Seminar also comes from Manscaped. Manscaped is number one in providing you with grooming tools for your family jewels. Ladies and gentlemen, spooky season is upon us. Halloween is right around the corner. Look, there's going to be parties, there's going to be costume contests, and you want to look fresh, right? You got your costume, you might want to dress up like the new Joker with Joaquin Phoenix, and you're looking good, and then all of a sudden some girl comes up to you, she's like, hey, let's take this party upstairs. You get up there, you pop your weasel out, and guess what? She looks down and goes, what the fuck is that? You don't need to have that problem. With Manscaped, you can get your twig and berries looking right. Okay, with things like the lawnmower 2.0, shave it up, make it look pretty. Then finish it up with the ball wipes, make it ruminate with a floral essence. Okay, head over to manscaped.com right now and type in promo code MacDaddy20 to get 20% off your first order plus free shipping. Head over to manscaped.com right now.